King? Yeah, great, thank you. So I know that um, this isn't really an acceptance speech this morning, but I thought I'd start off with a few thank yous nonetheless. And so I'd just like to say thank you so much to everyone who helped out with setting up for the service this morning. You've all done a great job, well done. And a particular thanks to Sam and Hector, it looks like as well, on the sound desk. You're, you both are doing really great jobs. Thank you for making it so easy for everyone to hear this morning. So what was the difference between that first compliment I gave and the second one? It's good to recognize what people have done and compliment them for it, isn't it? But it's so much more meaningful if you can mention something specific. It shows that you've noticed what they do and that you're grateful for it. And it isn't just the case for people around us, but it's true for God as well. You see, we were actually created to love God and to enjoy him forever. And a big part of that is giving him praise for who he is and what he has done for us. Now, if you're anything like me, there will be times when you praise God. You want to praise God, but your mind goes a bit blank. Sometimes the, the best I can muster is, thank you, Jesus, because you're, you're great. And there's nothing wrong with that, really, but it, it is a little bit flat, isn't it? But when I praise him for specific things that he has done, or promised to do, or for who he is, then that's so much more meaningful, and it much better reflects my appreciation for him and love for him. And I hope that after looking at the passage this morning, you will be reminded of what you know about Jesus, about God, and of what he has done for you, and that will inspire you to praise him specifically. But perhaps you know Jesus, and it feels like he's far away and not involved in your life. Or maybe you don't even believe that God exists at all, and let alone see the need to thank him for anything. And I hope that this morning, you will understand more about who God is and what he has promised you and that you will choose to start praising him. So we're going to look at Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. So if you've got your Bibles, then um, you can turn to that. And just as you're doing so, um, throughout my talk, there will be various points where I'll um, say, isn't that something that we can praise God for? And I want you all to say, hallelujah, if you agree with me, okay? So, um, it's a wonderful sunny out day outside. Isn't that something we can praise God for? Hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you. Right, so Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Praise the Lord. O oh, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion.
who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now aren't those things that we can praise God for? Hallelujah! By the way, hallelujah means praise the Lord, so we're actually praising him just by saying those words. So I'll just pray and then um, we'll dive a little bit deeper into um, what this psalm says. Lord, thank you that you know that we find it hard to praise you sometimes. And thank you that you've given us this example in the Bible of remembering what you've done and will do for us and praising you for it. Please would you teach us all more about praising you this morning. Amen. So, the first couple of verses of this psalm sound very much like we're telling our souls what to do, doesn't it? Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. And that's exactly what it's meant to sound like. You see, mankind turned away from God and rebelled against his design for our lives. And often the first thing that happens when you start to rebel against someone is that you stop praising them, don't you? I don't think Oliver Cromwell, the leader of the rebellion, went up to King Charles I at the start of the English Civil War and said to him, you know what, we really love your floppy clothes and your pointy beard. No, it was quite the opposite. So as we rebel against God, the desire to praise him gets lost as well. And that's why when we commit to our lives to him again, we actually need to make a conscious decision to praise him. And convincing our soul to do so can be difficult for many different reasons. But what would it say about our love and commitment for God if we only chose to praise him when we felt like it? If I chose not to get Naomi, my wife, a birthday present one year because I didn't really feel like it, I think she would quite rightly begin to question whether I actually loved her. But, but I think that if I took some time to consider what I appreciated about her and all of the times that she's put her, me before herself, then that would probably change my mind quite quickly. And in the same way, we can remind ourselves of why we love God. And this makes it so much easier to choose to give him that gift of praise. So what are some of the things that we can praise God for? Well, first up in verse 3, it says that he forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Have you ever felt that sinking feeling when you realize that you've done something wrong? Have you felt guilty about something for days, weeks, or even years? We can often try to earn forgiveness from others, can't we, by um, trying to do good. But I don't know about you, but I've found that that only makes me feel better for a short time. So whilst we cannot do anything to prevent the guilt from coming back, God can, and he did, because he loves us, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live amongst us and to die for us 
so that we might be forgiven for all of the bad stuff that we have done. We need to put our faith, our hope, and our trust in him to save us, rather than relying on ourselves like we're used to. And his forgiveness is free. We can have the freedom and forgiveness from sin that we could never earn because Jesus has already paid the price for us. Isn't that something worth praising God for? Hallelujah! Have you ever been ill or in pain? You might even be suffering as you're sitting here right now. After his death on the cross, Jesus rose again after three days to show us that he is greater than death or pain or illness and that where he commands there will be life rather than death. This gives us the promise of physical and mental healing as well. Jesus promised in Revelation that when he returns and makes everything that he's created new and better, death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. If you have recovered from pain or illness, you have been given a small taste of what it's going to be like. If you haven't, then you have his promise that this won't last forever even if it feels like it will at the moment. Aren't those things worth praising God for? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next verse in the psalm, verse 4, talks about God redeeming our lives from the pit and crowning us with love and compassion. Now many of you will know that I recently suffered from an episode of what the doctor thought was chronic fatigue. I felt so exhausted all of the time that I could barely face talking to Naomi or any of my friends and relatives. All I could do was just lie there, feeling like I was at the bottom of a pit, so weak that I could just about cry out to help from God. Now, it may have taken months, but slowly and surely, I have improved. I'm standing here today, which is testament to that. Praise the Lord. He answered my cry for help. And I'm, I'm still not back where I was, but so many times recently, I've felt God's love, his blessing, as he's not only given me the strength for the day that I've asked for, but enough to actually enjoy that day spent with him as well. And I'm so grateful that he has lovingly and compassionately lifted me out of that pit that I was in. So have you ever felt like you were in a hopeless, hopeless situation, only to see it resolved by a miracle? Are you feeling like you're in the bottom of a pit right now? God doesn't promise us an easy life, but he does promise us that he will lift us out of the pits that we find ourselves in. We can look back at those times that he has shown us love and compassion and we can thank him for what he has done. 
Are not those things worth praising God for? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the final thing that this passage reminds us about is that God satisfies our desires with good things which renew and refresh us. And if you're a parent, you probably know pretty much what your children desire. And because God is our good father, he knows exactly what we want too. Just like you love to please your kids by giving them what you ask for, he loves to give us pleasure in exactly the same way. But what if your child asked for something poisonous? Would you spoil them to death and give it to them? Or would you, out of love, teach them about the harm that it would cause them and um, also change their desires that they would want for something that's good instead. In the same way, we sometimes desire things which will be harmful to us or to others, and because he loves us, God will delay answering those prayers or even change our hearts so that we would desire things that are good rather than bad. Because he is our good father, he will never give us something that would harm us. So have you ever longed for something to happen, asked God to do it, and then been amazed when he has? Have you ever felt your spirits lift when you've received a wonderful gift? Are you still hoping for your desires to be fulfilled? We can look back at what God has given us that we desired and that we asked him for and thank him for his provision and his love for us. We can look forward to when he will answer our prayers and provide us with something that we're praying for. And we can thank him in advance. We can even, with the help of hindsight, thank him for not giving him what we have asked for that was harmful. Aren't those all worth praising God for? Hallelujah. Now, as God's people, we're called to worship him in all that we do and to praise him as often as we can. But sometimes our souls need encouragement before we bring ourselves to praise. I hope that this passage that we've looked at has reminded you of some specific things that God has done for you of what you know about him and that you've been inspired to praise God this morning. But before we move on to our sung worship, I'd like to finish with a few practical things that you might want to try to help you to praise God more regularly in the day-to-day. So firstly, you could try memorizing verses from the Bible. This helps you to remember the truths that are in there. No matter what you're doing, or where you are, and that will often result in you praising God for them. Just pick a verse about God's character or a promise that he's made and commit to memorizing it and thinking about it for the next week. And I'm sure you will delight in the praise that you bring to God as a result. Or you could try spending a short time regularly, just maybe once a week or um, as often as you can, thinking about what God has done in your life recently and thanking him for it. You could even write 
those things down. And then when you're feeling um, like life is tough and um, you're struggling to remember what he's done, you can look back at what you've written and find encouragement there and thank him for what God has done in the past. Thirdly, you could meet together with other Christians and share with each other what God is doing in your lives. This might be just you and a friend. It might be coming along to life group on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And, or it might be coming along to church on a Sunday more regularly. But whatever it is, hearing others' testimonies of God's goodness is great fuel for your soul to burn and turn into praise for God. Finally, if you don't know Jesus for yourself and don't feel that he has done anything for you that you want to thank him for, then I would encourage you to just try one small thing this morning. Ask him to show you how much he loves you and then when he does, thank him for it. Or if you don't feel confident enough to pray for yourself, you can ask someone nearby to you to pray for you and with you because they would love to do so. So let me just finish with a prayer for us and then we'll um, go on to the sung worship. Father God, thank you that you are a good father. Thank you for all that you have done for us and that all that you will do. You forgive, you heal, you lift us up, and you satisfy our desires. Please, would your spirit change our hearts so that we would choose to praise you more and more for who, for who you are and for the things that you have done. Amen.